Hi everyone, welcome back to the healing series with Amira. Today I'm sharing um, another step in my journey to healing and I'm going to be talking about love and um, particularly on my revelation on the term love is blind. So to start off, I'm going to be reading from one of my favorite chapters, verses, um, 1 Corinthians 13 from verse 5, uh, sorry, from verse 4, actually. Um, Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked nor overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth when right and truth prevail. Love bears all things, regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening. Love never fails, it never fades nor ends. So essentially, um, you know, what I get from that is that love is protective. Love always protects. Love is kind. Um, Love is always trusting. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. Um, And the key word there for me is always love is consistent it's not something that you choose to do today and discard of tomorrow it's it's something that should be you know a way of life and i think this has got to be one of the most difficult things that i've had to learn or process because it's not very easy i mean to love people who haven't shown you love it's not very easy to um show kindness to people who haven't shown you kindness. Um, it's, it really is one of the most difficult things I've, I've had to learn. Um, but through my healing process, you know, in learning to walk in love, I've, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say to you, oh, you know you've healed when you can love someone in the way that 1 Corinthians 13 tells you to. Um, I think healing can also come from loving from a distance. And what I understand from that is that, you know, um, it's not every situation in which you've forgiven someone that you have to reconnect with that person. That love is more about what's in your heart and between you and God, your maker, you know that you bear no ill will towards the person. You're not harboring any grudges towards the person. You may not have any sort of relationship with the person anymore, but you don't have anything in your heart that makes you feel heavy when you think of them or when you see them. Um, And for me, that's loving from a distance, you know, wishing them well, but not necessarily having them in your personal space anymore. And I think that's completely okay um i guess the part where it says forgive and forget 
you know, can also be very difficult. I've heard people say, oh, I've forgiven, but I'll never forget. You know, it's almost like, um, what's the colloquial saying? Once bitten, twice shy, you know? Um, but I find that that does more harm to you, the person who feels aggrieved, than the person who, you know, is the aggressor, I guess. Um, it's easier to forgive. It's easier to forget um, simply because that facilitates your ability to move on to bigger and better things. And I've always found that you, you do always move on to bigger and better things. Um, I've sort of digressed a bit, but I'm going to bring it back to what I was saying about my revelation on love being blind. Um, and this isn't in the everyday term where it's like, you know, whoever a person finds attractive or what, what works for one person versus the other. Um, for me, you know, in my journey to healing, what I learned about love being blind is that, you know, you look at life situations through the lens of love. So you're blind to offenses. You're blind to triggers you're blind to you know the things that can sort of set you off and make you feel as though you are being taken for granted the things that are you know set up to make you feel as though um you're not appreciated or um the things that essentially make you feel as though you know you're not worthy um, in our everyday human interactions, communication is a major thing and it's not a skill that everybody has mastered. So it's easy for, you know, words that have been said or unsaid actions that have been taken to make one feel as though, you know, they're being slighted intentionally. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, I was a student, you know, uh, I think I was 16 years old or so at the time. I was in a school in Oxford and I got on the bus and there was this, you know, older white lady. Um, and I think the only seat next to her, the only uh, free seat on the bus was the one next to her. And I sat there, but she sort of like shimmy, like shimmied away and had this like look on her face of disgust or whatever. And it didn't register to me because, you know, left to me, you know, I was like, oh, maybe she's going through her own stuff. It wasn't until I got a bit older that I realized, oh, you were probably sitting next to a racist there. And you didn't realize, you know, because all of her, her body language changed, the way that she moved. It was like, oh, don't touch anything of mine. Um, and it dawned on me that like I was never raised to see the world in color. So even having a like hands-on face-to-face racist experience didn't register with me because I wasn't conditioned to see it in that way. And that's the same way that I've learned to deal with everyday human interactions. I just don't come from a position of expecting to be offended. Um, it's one of those things that has more to do with yourself because I've also learned that a lot of things that people say and do are projections of themselves and it has nothing to do with you. Um, so that enables me to just focus on my purpose. The way I like to think about it is that 
this person isn't going to be the reason why I miss heaven. So I'm not going to hold on to whatever it is that they're doing that is likely to cause me offense. You know, um, if it's not worth it, just let it go. Like, don't let it take up valuable space in your heart. Take away the time that you could be using to, you know, expand the kingdom of God through your ministry. And by your ministry, I mean like whatever it is that God has laid in your heart to do as an everyday business or whatever your purpose in life is. Um, that's the main goal. That's what you should prioritize. So in realizing that love is blind, I, you know, I look at every situation, like I said, through a lens of love. I don't allow it to consume me. Um, I try to channel pain into purpose. That's very difficult to do, but I find that like it's really helped me in my healing journey. Just taking whatever it is that was supposed to break me or wear me down and finding the good in that, seeing the refinement in that process of brokenness, coming out with that God confidence from that situation and building and channeling it into, you know, what God wants me to do with myself ultimately and the gifts that he's given me. Um, so I just want to sort of elaborate on the issue of forgiveness because I think this is something that as, as humans we all struggle with. And, you know, the Bible tells you to forgive swiftly um, and, you know, frequently. And I think the human side of us, you know, that's that's something personally I, I struggle with. Not because I'm dwelling on the situation. It's just like I've taken the lesson that's been learned here. Um, and the human feeling is sort of like battling with, you know, what the word of God says. So in order to, I guess the way that I work through that is that if I really search myself and I see that I haven't really let go in my heart, haven't let this person go or whatever the situation um, that has happened go, I just immerse myself further into God's word because I realize, you know, I need to heal within myself and strengthen myself up to be able to process the situation in the way that God says that I should. Um, I find that there's a culture of like, you know, because the word says forgive instantly, basically, to paraphrase. Um, it feels unnatural. It feels like, but I haven't even processed this. I haven't had a chance to really understand how I feel about this situation. How am I supposed to just forgive and move on? Um, if there's a lesson to be learned here, what's the lesson? Sometimes the lesson doesn't come to you instantly. Sometimes it takes weeks, months, years even to realize that, oh, this is what I was supposed to get out of that. And sometimes until you've, you've realized what the lesson is, you can't let go of the hurt. You can't, you know, quote and unquote, forgive. Um, so that's one of the things I think I've battled with. It's one of the things that, you know, I only find respite in God's word, you know, and immersing myself in God's word and fully understanding what it is that his expectations of me are when those offenses creep up. Um, again, it's just doing away with anything that will 
make you deviate from his plan, his ultimate goal, his ultimate purpose for your life. Um, I look at offenses as distractions and I guess keeping my mind in that frame allows me to just forgive whether I'm ready to or not. I, I, I just have to. Um, and forgiveness again for me is a thing of the heart. It doesn't mean that we have to reconnect and, you know, hold hands and kumbaya. It's just knowing within myself that it's all good and that I, I wish you well. Um, I would really love to hear, you know, how you guys deal with the issue of forgiveness, how you're able to process your feelings, your emotions, and get to the point where you've truly forgiven. Because I feel like that's a major key in the journey of healing. If you're not able to forgive and let go, you're sort of stuck in the chains of whatever the, you know, situation that caused offense is. Okay, so I'm just going to share some of the scriptures that um, have helped me, you know, in the journey of um, forgiveness. And I'm hoping that, you know, it helps you too. So this reading is from Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 to 22. Um, then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how many times will my brother sin against me and I forgive him and let it go? Up to seven times? Jesus answered him, I say to you, not up to seven times, but 70 times seven. Um, so another passage that, you know, helps me on my journey to forgiveness um, is Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 to 15. And it reads, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your trespasses. So this, I mean, I think this always hits home because it's like, you know, you're also not perfect. You're also a sinner. So if you want God to forgive you, you also have to let go of the people. You know, I think this is one of the things that, pushes me to forgive quicker knowing fully well that I'm also in need of God's forgiveness mm -hmm. and lastly another verse that gets me through is James chapter 1 verse 19 to 20 um, and I'm reading from the amplified version understand this my beloved brothers and sisters let everyone be quick to hear be a careful thoughtful listener slow to speak a speaker of carefully chosen words and slow to anger, patient, reflective, forgiving for the resentful, deep seated anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, that standard of behavior which he requires from us.